0: The goal of this podcast is to give that back to you to start building the exact body and life that you know you're capable of. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Throughout the years, as a nutrition coach, as a personal trainer, as a gym owner, I've come across a lot of people who have made really good progress when it comes to fitness. I've helped people transform their bodies, I've helped people transform their mindsets, I've helped people transform their lives as a result of the above two things, right? And with the people that have been able to do that and be ultra successful throughout that process, there are generally three main principles or you could even call them three main characteristics that I would argue every single one of those people that I've seen ultimately transform have carried, and maybe they're not characteristics or traits that they had when they very first started, but they're characteristics or traits that they were able to develop along the process of transformation, along the process of building muscle or getting consistent in the gym or gaining confidence inside of the weight room or through dropping body fat by getting ultra consistent with their nutrition, by creating more of a routine in their day-to-day, by creating more discipline in their lives. And so that's what we're going to get into today is I I really want to deep dive into these three main foundational characteristics that you're going to have to create if you don't already have them to get to where you want to be. And when you listen to these and if you think, man, I don't have any of these, so this isn't going to work for me, I would honestly say bullshit and you're making an excuse to get the easy way out. Because when it comes to characteristics and it comes to traits and it comes to improving yourself on really the self-development side of the world or the spectrum of things. Anybody can get better at these things. Anybody can learn these things. Anybody can transform their mindset. At the end of the day, it just comes down to, are you willing to put in the work and the sacrifice and the inconvenience to transform your line of thinking, to transform your daily actions, which is ultimately going to end up transforming your future and putting you in a better place down the road than where you're currently at today. And so, like I said, don't listen to these and think, oh man, well, I don't have any of these traits or characteristics. So clearly this just isn't going to work for me. And this is why I'm failing. No, if you're failing and you're trying to get consistent and you have been working at this fitness thing, you've been working at transforming and it's just not simply working out for you that well, you need to think about these three things and focus more on them than focusing on, the result of fat loss or building muscle or whatever that end goal is for you. If you'll put your effort and your focus into these three things, I promise you that that result is going to end up taking care of itself. So I'm very excited for you guys to get to listen to this episode. I think that it's going to be jam-packed with value, and I think that if you sit here and you really think about what I'm saying and really think through what I'm talking about and evaluate where you're at and build self-awareness around where you're at right now, and you get honest with yourself and real with yourself and start from these three areas rather than starting from needing to lose 10 pounds in the next 10 days, I promise you. Over the long term, you're going to be end up being mad successful, being exactly where you want to be, and ultimately being exactly where you dreamed that you could be at some point. Does that mean it's going to happen super quick? Does that mean it's going to be super easy? Hell no. Anything worth achieving is never super quick or is never super easy. That's what makes it worth achieving, right? It's the grind that gets you there. So like I said, super excited for you guys to get to listen to this. Without further ado, let's just hop in. All right, so the first characteristic or trait or principle, whatever you want to call it, is something that I've talked a lot about on this podcast over the last year and a half, really. And it's the idea of persistence being greater than perfection. And if you're familiar with my content and you're familiar with me and my coaching principles and my core values, you know that persistence greater than perfection is a tagline that I've pretty much used through my entire life and it's something that I instill in the clients that I work with as well. Because if there's one thing that I know and if there's one thing that I've learned throughout coaching and throughout my 30 years here in this world is that as human beings, it's in our nature to mess up. We're not robots. We're never going to be perfect. You could give me a select amount of calories and a select amount of protein that I'm supposed to hit every single day And I can be mad consistent with that and I can do a great job with it. But at the end of the day, I'm never going to be perfect with it. Social occasions are going to come up. Holidays are going to come up. Life is just going to literally get in your way and screw up your plans from time to time. And the biggest thing for you to understand is that this does not derail your long-term results. Short-term mess-ups do not have to lead into long-term failures. And if they do, that's your fault. That's something that you can correct and you're looking for ways out with those little mess ups that you make because ultimately you're not committed enough to what it is that you want to achieve in the long term. And so if you can understand that throughout your journey, whatever it is that you're doing, you are going to mess up along the way. Accept that before you actually get started so whether those mess ups happen, you realize that they're a part of the journey too, And even those who are extremely successful in their own lives, with their own bodies, in their careers, in their family life, in their social life, whatever it may be, they all mess up too. They all have times where they slip up along the journey. But the key between a failure and somebody who's successful is that the successful choose to continue putting one foot in front of the other after the mess up even if it pulls them back a little bit and they have to make up a little bit of progress, that's okay because they stop giving themselves the choice to ultimately quit on themselves just because messing up every now and again. And a big thing here, a a solid rule that I've heard, and this is by no means my own thing, but never allowing yourself to miss more than two gym sessions or never allowing yourself to not track more than two meals in a row. And if you can follow that line of thinking to where you have a – concrete rule in your life of I'll never allow myself to miss more than two gym sessions in a row. Even if I'm on vacation, um, whatever it may be, I'm going to at least get in that third gym session so that I don't break my habit. And if you can do that and always make sure to play that rule of rule of three never let yourself miss something more than twice that third time you're always going to get back to it regardless i promise you that if you look back over the years you're going to have built really good discipline you're going to have built really good habits and you're going to have built a life that you didn't think you were capable of building today and it didn't start with being great and getting out of the the gates, super motivated and, and doing an awesome job and getting there in the nick of time and being an overnight success, it comes from understanding that you're going to fail along the journey. You're going to mess up, you're going to get off track. And that's not what matters. What matters at the end of the day is what are the choices that you're making after the failures, after the mess ups. And if you can get into the mindset of understanding that the small mess ups mean nothing in the grand scheme of things, as long as I just get back on track, now you've set yourself up in a situation that's realistic for you to be successful. But so many of us think about success from this fairy tale land of, of being an overnight success or being perfect throughout the journey and everything laying out just in front of you as it's supposed to for you to be able to be successful and just be able to walk into it, which is bullshit. At the end of the day, it's going to take a hell of a lot of work. It's gonna take you messing up along the journey. It's gonna make you losing motivation. It's gonna take you getting off track or even losing a little bit of progress from certain mess ups and things happening in your life that that aren't maybe fortunate or aren't ideal for getting to where you want to be. But as long as you choose just to keep putting one foot in front of the other and giving an honest effort day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out, year in and year out, I promise you you will end up achieving your goals. And not even your goals, you'll end up achieving far more than you ever thought that you could. Which leads me into the second characteristic or principle or trait or whatever the heck you want to call it, which is having a proactive mindset. And what I mean here is so often we try to do specific things. We try to eat healthier. We try to get to the gym We try to be a better person, but we can try all day long until you put a plan in place that has some structure to it, that's going to help hold you accountable to it. It's going to make it more convenient to do the things you know you need to do to move the needle forward. You're always just going to be trying and you're never going to be actually doing for a consistent enough amount of time. That's going to actually lead to the result that you're trying to create. And so what I mean by this is the big things for me when I'm working with somebody, especially on their nutrition, especially on their training, when we're looking at their workouts for the week before I'll build them out a workout schedule or um, a program or anything like that. First, we're looking at their schedule in terms of just their life? What do their responsibilities look like? What does their work week look like? How many hours per day are they working? When are they most tired? When do they need to be home? When do they have kids events or or times that are going to take up a lot of time in their week to week schedule that is ultimately going to get in their way. And then what I do from there is I build a program that's built around that schedule. And then from here, what I always ask of clients that are struggling to be consistent and get into the the weight room is each week, I'm making them time block out the the specific times in their upcoming week of the times and the days that they're going to be in the gym. And that way, they're specifically time blocking it out. You're thinking, before the week starts, what does my schedule look like? What things do I have coming up? What times can I realistically get to the gym? And this is what I'm committing to. And first and foremost, that's going to allow – allow you to stay more accountable to it. And if you don't go during that time, you're gonna feel much more cowardly if you just go home and rest when you know that you had the time to go and you prepared for the time to go, but you don't go. You're gonna be much more accountable to yourself in the long run if you're taking that proactive approach to your time block, but so often, our lives are busy, right? If you're working 40 hours a week, if you've got kids, if you've got social occasions, it's very easy to not be intentional enough and let just the week slip you by and use the excuse of, oh, I was busy. But if you can start your week with a plan of what that week's going to look like, what responsibilities you have coming up, where is it realistic for me to get my workouts in and stamping into those schedule, those stamping those workouts into your schedule to start the week, it's going to hold you much more accountable to actually sticking with it. So that's the first one. When it comes to proactiveness, time block your workouts at the beginning of the week into your schedule so that you have a plan. The second one is having a general idea of the foods that you're going to eat on a daily basis. A very simple rule that you can look at following here, especially if you're flexible dieting, you're tracking calories and protein or you're tracking all your macronutrients, whatever it may be is for me and a lot of when it comes to dieting, creating consistency around it is yes, we want to be flexible with our food choices and we want to keep things sustainable. Absolutely. But at the same time, we don't want to get so flexible that we end up with so many decisions that it gets much easier to get off of track due to decision fatigue. And what I mean by this is keeping readily available foods in your house taken with you to work, whatever it may be that makes sense for your goals the majority of the time. And if you're trying to always fit in a bunch of different random foods and go to different restaurants and cook a whole bunch of different meals at home all the time and stay consistent with your nutrition and hit your caloric numbers, hit your protein numbers, or hit all your macronutrients if you're counting everything, it's going to be a lot less realistic for you to be able to stay consistent over the long term because decision fatigue is going to at some point weigh in on you and make it a lot harder. You're going to feel overwhelmed and you're going to get sick of doing what you're doing. And so a very common rule that I'll put in place for people is we essentially want you to choose two to three meals that you enjoy two to three different food options for breakfast two to three different food options for lunch two to three different food options for dinner um, and then two to three different food options for your snacks and those are the only foods that we're going to focus on eating the majority of the time for the next few months and on the weekends is where we'll create a little bit more flexibility maybe you want to go out like on a friday night and enjoy a meal or you're going to go out on a saturday or, or you're going to have a sunday dinner whatever it may be obviously create some flexibility in there. So you have some other food choices and you don't have to stick to those two to three meals. But the majority of the time, if you're keeping your plan around just a couple options rather than giving yourself every food option in the world to be able to choose from, it's going to help you create a lot more consistency inside of that because you're taking away all of the decisions. And then it comes down to starting out the week by getting your butt into the grocery store, getting all of those foods ready for you that are easily cooked, easily prepared, very convenient. You can take to work with you. They're readily available when you're hungry, so they don't take forever to cook. All these different types of things that have got you off track in the past, and you just keep things very simple and very convenient to be able to grab by taking this proactive approach, you're going to be 10 times more likely to stay consistent over the long term, and your diet is going to become a million times easier. And so so many times we overcomplicate this, thinking that we need to always be switching up our food choices, and we shouldn't be eating the same things over and over. But really, when it comes to changing the way that you look, changing the way that you feel, building your confidence, it comes down to hitting those caloric numbers, it comes down to hitting those protein numbers, or potentially hitting your macronutrients if you're counting all of your macronutrients right? So why wouldn't we take away all of the decisions that can come with that, that can create the stress and just give us two to three different options at each meal and stay very consistent with those for a long period of time so that hitting our numbers each day doesn't come down to this game of playing Tetris, but we've already planned this out. We've already created a a quote unquote meal template for ourselves that we can just pick and play and pick and choose from to make things simpler, to keep us on track much easier because we've taken this proactive approach to each day of having these foods readily available in our house and taking away all the other decisions for ourselves so that we can just stay on track day in and day out and consistently get better and better and see better and better progress, which is going to lead to keeping you motivated for a longer period of time. And you're not going to be as worried about eating the same things over and over. If you're seeing that progress that you want to, it's going to feel a lot more easy, a lot easier. Um, it's just going to be a lot more streamlined for you in the long term. So taking this proactive approach will be an absolute game changer. And then obviously making sure that you're being proactive about the foods in the house that you know, that are tempted that you're tempted to overeat on more frequently. I have this come up with clients a lot as well, where we're talking, and if somebody's struggling with overeating and not being able to stick to their numbers, my first question is, well, what is it that you're overeating on? And then the the second question is, well, why is it that that you keep that readily available in your house? And if it's because of, we have, well, I have kids in the house who really like this thing, or or I have a husband, or I have a, a spouse, a wife that, that really likes having this in the house, well, that's completely understandable, and then we're gonna have to come up with some ideas of making it more inconvenient just to be able to grab instead of keeping it readily available in the cupboard, like putting it somewhere that's more inconvenient that will make you feel a bit more ridiculous to have to get it. But if that's not the case and you just have it in the house because, let's say, you just buy it at the grocery store because you like it but, you know, it doesn't make sense for your goals, well, probably the proactive and smarter approach at this time is going to be for you just to take that out of your house and not even have it readily available for you so that temptation is not not even a choice for you anymore. Right? It's not even something that you could do and so it's nothing that you're even battling in your head anymore because you've set up the right environment around you that if you want to go eat something, go ahead. But all you've got available to you are the things that make sense for the goals that you have. Well, now you're in a position to where it's much harder to sabotage yourself. And if you do choose to sabotage yourself and still go to the store or go to the the restaurant or the fast food joint to get what you want, it's going to be a lot more inconvenient to do that. And you're going to be much more less likely to do it because you're going to feel a lot more ridiculous going through all of the extra effort to do it. And usually it's going to take more time to get that thing that you're craving or you're wanting that you know isn't going to make sense for you in the long run, which when it comes to a craving or wanting something that we know isn't serving our long-term goals, all it do- all it takes is a little bit of time to get you out of the feeling of wanting it until you get to a place to where you're more rational and you're not thinking from that irrational state of, I need this now to cure my craving. If you could just give yourself 10 to 15 minutes before actually having it you'll allow the rational side of your brain to step in and realize, I just want this in the short term. It's not something that's really serving me or I'm gonna benefit from in the long term. So long story short, taking a proactive approach to your life, to your goals, to the things that you need to be doing to be successful, instead of trying to do them, planning this stuff out ahead of time is going to set you up for much better success in the long term. Which leads me into... The third and final point, which is the understanding of the importance of nutritional periodization. If you listen to the podcast for a decent amount of time, you've heard me break down nutritional periodization. And the idea of it is just – I'm going to keep it very simple. It's the understanding that you can't be in a calorie deficit forever. And I see people struggle with this one because online with content, a lot of the times – Coaches or content creators or influencers don't give you a lot of context when they're speaking. And a lot of them are just saying, all you need is a calorie deficit to lose weight. Very true, right? When it comes to fat loss, losing weight, getting leaner, yes, it comes down to being in a calorie deficit. But what happens with a lot of people is they start this journey and they start dieting. But they don't realize that a calorie deficit is just simply one piece to the puzzle. And in the long term, if you stay in a calorie deficit for too long, well, this can be extremely negative to your health, to your relationship with food, to your energy levels, to your mindset, just to your overall life, really, to your mental health. And so, what you have to understand is that nutritional periodization is key meaning that you're setting up times to be in deficits and you're tracking biofeedback, which would be things like your hunger levels, your stress levels, your motivation levels, your energy, your digestion, your recovery in the gym, and you're taking these kinds of things into account to understand how the calorie deficit is not only affecting you when it comes to fat loss, but how it's affecting your overall health as well. Because at the end of the day, being in a deficit is a stress on your body. Physically eating less calories than your body burns consistently is an added stress. Just like work stress, just like relationship stress, just like stress from the gym. If you're getting too much stress over time, well this ultimately leads to a negative if you're not fully recovering, right? And your body just recognizes stress. Regardless of where the stress is coming from, stress is stress. And so what you have to understand is that a calorie deficit is not meant to last forever. A calorie deficit is meant to create the goal or create the result that you want to create, but learning how to sustain that result long term comes down to learning how to go through proper reverse diets, comes down to learning how to go into proper maintenance phases, it comes down to learning how to take refeeds during the diet or take diet breaks during the diet when biofeedback is asking for it, and not ultimately getting into this scarce mindset of thinking that you have to stay in a calorie deficit forever. To sustain the weight that you've lost because you're so scared to gain any weight back if you increase calories at all And so many people get caught up in this mindset of thinking they have to stay low calorie forever From this scarce place of thinking or this overly heightened fear of gaining any of the weight back that they've lost but ultimately the longer that you diet the worse that hunger will get the less you'll be able to recover, the worse energy starts to get, the more your metabolism starts to adapt, and the more negatives that can start to happen. This doesn't mean that eating in a calorie deficit is bad. It's something that we absolutely have to do to lose fat, but realizing that too much of anything or getting too far, too extreme in one spectrum always ends up turning into a negative. This goes for anything in life, right? And so realizing that a calorie deficit is one piece of the puzzle, but at the end of the day, to sustain the results in the long term, we ultimately want to achieve homeostasis. Meaning we want to get back to a maintenance level of calories to sustain the result that we created during that deficit. And like I said, the people that I work with that are the most successful in the long term are those who accept the importance of getting back to a maintenance and eating more food to fully fuel their body while sustaining that result that they created during that deficit. And I have a lot of Q&A episodes as well as I have some deep dives um, just in full-blown episodes here talking about reverse dieting and how you can go about it. So scroll back through the episodes and and um, they're all there for you to be able to go through to understand what a reverse diet looks like. I strongly suggest that you listen to the podcast that I've done as well talking about nutritional periodization. I have blogs on it as well. You can find all this information at lossandlifting.com or just scrolling back through old episodes um, and you'll be able to see them talking a lot about nutritional periodization and the importance of understanding that a deficit is one piece to the puzzle and something that you use to create fat loss but not something that you use to sustain fat loss in the long term. And if you do that You're severely suppressing your body. You're severely suppressing your lifestyle, your mindset, your health, your mood, and just overall your life in general. And so that is going to wrap up today's episode. The three big characteristics or traits, I still haven't decided what to call these, and we're just finishing the episode, so we're going to leave it with what it is. But understanding the importance of persistence being greater than perfection. You're never going to be perfect, but if you can just nail in on being persistent over the long term, that's the key to end up getting exactly where you want to be in the long run. Number two is taking a proactive approach to your life. Time blocking out your workouts, setting up a meal template idea of a few different meal selections at each, each time of day when you like to eat And just sticking with those consistently and having those foods readily available by stocking up at the grocery store and taking away the foods that you know you're over tempted on that you often overeat on, which ends up leading you to getting off track more often. And number three is accepting the importance of nutritional periodization and not keeping yourself in a calorie deficit. For too long to where those negative effects start coming back from it and you end up in that severe yo-yo cycle or worse end up with a heavily down-regu- down-regulated metabolism with extremely high hunger levels that can lead to its own negative effects of downregulated hormones and all sorts of things that are just not ideal and not the point of getting healthy and creating a body transformation that's supposed to enhance your life, not take over your life. So like I said, I really do appreciate you guys. If you found value from this episode, I'd be very appreciative if you could take a screenshot and share on your story and show others that you're getting value here as well. Have an amazing rest of your day, and I'll talk with you soon.